0: All right, day one sixty six. Glad you're with us. Eight hundred nine four one Sean is a number. You wanna be a part of this extravaganza. Um, there's a lot of you know, a lot of chatter about how this whole court thing went down as it relates to Breyer and his announcement and and why he didn't get to announce it himself and, and what's the real agenda and what's going on behind the scenes and whether or not joe biden's promise now he made this promise in a debate when he was with bernie sanders uh that he would he would appoint an, an african-american woman to be on the supreme court the first african-american woman which by the way i'm sure there are many many highly qualified people uh that would fit the bill that's that's not the issue in this particular case the issue is whether or not it's constitutional it was interesting because it's the democrat Jonathan Turley, that suggests that is suggesting that this is unconstitutional. He's a George Washington University law professor, and he noted yesterday that Biden's criteria for a new Supreme Court justice is that she be African-American and female. He says that criteria is unconstitutional. And he reminded us in a piece that he wrote that in his debate with Bernie Sanders, Joe made two pledges to voters Uh, And asked his opponent to do the same and to nominate only an African-American woman for the next open Supreme Court seat and to choose a woman as his vice president. Okay, we all know the Democratic Party is playing identity politics all the time. But the pledge to impose a gender race requirement for the next Supreme Court nominee is is troubling legally. Because what Biden was declaring and what Sanders himself actually avoided, which I didn't figure out till I read Turley's column, would effectively constitute discrimination in admission to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has declared that such race or gender conditions are strictly unconstitutional for admission to public colleges. So the pledges that Biden has made amount to no amount to this and he wrote it this way wrote no matter how qualified men or in the case of the supreme court women who are not african-american may be he will not consider them as candidates in the case of vice president such gender discrimination would be allowed as presidential candidates can select a running mate on any grounds and voters can decide if they approve justices however are lifetime appointees And presidents have always been careful to state that while they seek diversity among their nominees, they would appoint the single most qualified person, regardless of race, religion, gender, sexual orientation. Uh, But in a single declaration, Biden quickly dispensed with even the pretense of any equal consideration. And he writes, imposing an absolute requirement that a nominee be of a particular gender and race is effectively an affirmative action pledge. And it's precisely what the Supreme Court has already declared to be unconstitutional. And then Turley even reiterated this on Twitter and the National Review pointing out that's Joe Pollack had a great piece on this today. That Biden, which I which he quoted all of this, um, that Biden eliminated a generation of progressive jurists with with different racial and gender labels biden has unwisely now limited his options by preemptively declaring the 2020 campaign and his first supreme court nominee would be an african-american woman in a in a stroke he disqualified dozens of liberal progressive jurists for no other reason than their race and their gender it's not it's not a great start in selecting someone sworn sworn to provide equal justice under the law though unconstitutional it's not clear that this criteria has identified that Biden identified selecting a Supreme court justice would be subject to legal review by the court under the political question doctrine. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting as, as you look at it now, does politics play a part in the selection? Yeah, of course it does. I mean, that's pretty much for everybody in every position and in, in government. Um, interestingly, now the white house is being pressed a little bit by this, uh, Chief Propagandist, circle back, Jen Psaki, affirming that Biden's promise to nominate a black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, replacing Justice Breyer, the president has stated and reiterated his comment to nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court, and certainly he stands by that, and said he stands by the remarks. All right, and apparently there's another article, FoxNews.com had it out, that Biden also promised Congressman Clyburn. That he would nominate an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. Uh, Remember, when he got to South Carolina, that was right after Iowa, right after New Hampshire. He needed a win badly in South Carolina. He had performed poorly in Iowa, poorly in New Hampshire. And if he hoped to have any shot at the Democratic nomination, it was really James Clyburn that rescued Joe Biden. Because if James Clyburn had gone with somebody else, it probably would have been over. For Joe Biden's chances, um, the, you know, usually when you get to South Carolina, South Carolina is usually the, the the line in the sand, the demarcation line. When the gloves come off, no matter how civil a campaign is going, it usually turns south very quickly. Exhibit A might be, say, John McCain and, and George W. Bush. George W. Bush went hard core after John McCain in the state of South Carolina because he needed that win. So it appears that Biden made the promise to Congressman Jim Clyburn to secure Clyburn's endorsement during the 2020 South Carolina primary, which, by the way, is all the things that we're not supposed to like about politics, right? Is there anything more swampy? You know, this is the swamp of D.C. Well, you really need my endorsement. I'm going to want a few things from you if, in fact, I get it. And that's how it happened. Anyway, the squad has weighed in, uh, you know, AOC and company, and they've quick, quickly responded uh, after Breyer's retirement. Breyer, apparently, according to all reports, was furious. He didn't get to make his own announcement. Uh, but anyways, Cori Bush, a Democratic uh, congresswoman, it's past time for a black woman to be named to the Supreme Court. She tweeted that yesterday. Um, and anyway, Cori Bush then later specified identity is important, but it's not enough. I'd love to see a black woman who will insist on racial, environmental, social disability and economic justice named to the Supreme Court. Now, Democrats, they've always believed things that they could never get done at the ballot box legislatively that and th- they want the courts to enact. In other words, they're what What is judici- Judicial activism? Well, that would bypass this notion, this concept, as simple as it is, that each branch of government is equal, co equal branches of government. You have the judiciary branch, you have the executive branch, and of course, you've you've got Congress. And uh, those three branches of government, you know, co equal branches, you know, have very specific roles set forth in the Constitution. It's not the role of a of a member of the court to write laws that's the job of the role of the legislative branch that's their job but they prefer if they can't get it done legislatively that it get done from the bench if the bench is stacked and democrats have talked extensively about packing the courts or about term limiting court uh people that serve on the courts et cetera, you know all of this is part of the power grab like dc statehood eliminating the filibuster packing the courts And and this is all designed, you know, like this election bill that wouldn't have voter I.D., people that are pushing to have illegal immigrants vote in elections. All of this is designed not for integrity measures, not so we have confidence in results, but for Democrats to give them a greater chance. They have nefarious intentions to put the law aside, history aside, everything else aside for the purpose of, of benefiting their their strength and their power. It's really that simple. Anyway, so um, one person's name, I noticed Sherilyn Eiffel. Her name has come up quite a bit, it is apparently a lawyer who backed the Defund the Police movement. I'm sure there's a deep dive background going on even now as we speak into any possible candidates. One big question everybody's asking you know, would Biden, could Kamala Harris cast the tie breaking vote for herself? Because, and we'll play this later, Jen Psaki actually would not answer the question. She could, you know, she was asked outright to deny whether or not Kamala Harris is being considered as a potential Supreme Court justice. She didn't give a yes or a no. Again, I'll play the tape later. But, you know, why, why not give a definitive no? Now, there have been all these reports about a, you know, a, this undercurrent of dislike between the two of them. It seemed palpable on numerous occasions, one occasion of somebody's funeral. They not, didn't even acknowledge each other. Uh, I know they went on one trip together, or maybe two. It's not like they're spending a lot of time together either. Uh, Kamala Harris's office had been leaking that a lot of their problems is, is because of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's blaming Kamala Harris. They're all leaking against each other, uh, which is always good for Republicans. So let them keep at it. But it is it is an interesting question. So the speculation would be rampant that Biden would nominate Kamala Harris to become the first uh, black female Supreme Court justice after making history as the first female vice president. Uh, the analysis that I have read that's most interesting to me is that it could actually happen. Now, there are others saying that, well, she may not be able to cast a tie breaking vote, but. Time will tell. Anyway, um, for this to happen, that would mean that Biden would have to, you know, nominate her and she'd have to accept the nomination. Um, And that would be a dignified exit from the 2024 Democratic ticket. Um, Most Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run. Most Democrats don't want Kamala Harris to run. Now, this is becoming a big problem. Then they got, you. Got to ask yourself. All right, then who's going to run? Amy Klobuchar. Let's see. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Pete Buttigieg. I mean, I don't see a very deep bench of qualified candidates to run against. What maybe Donald Trump, if he runs, or if not Trump, I guess the front runner would be Ron DeSantis. But I think Trump's probably likely to run. Uh, Schumer and Durbin vowed to quickly confirm the nominee. There's no shock in any of that. Um, but it's, it's just, it, it just is interesting. Anyways, I feel bad in a way for Breyer because his retirement sent shockwaves through the political world and more than Breyer had hoped, many people reported that he planned to announce his retirement hours after that happened. Shannon Bream and Fox, as we reported yesterday, uh, he wasn't planning on making that announcement yesterday. And anyway, he's apparently was very upset at the way it was being handled, and the timeline that was used—that was not approved by him. And, I, and who could blame him for that? Be like, let's say Linda decided to leave the show, and we just decided today. I come on, here, Linda's leaving the show. You're not leaving the show, are you? I don't know. Is there? Should we hit the breaking news sounder now? <laughs> no, I don't know. You better, you're not allowed <laughs> to leave. Breaking news now. Oh man. Uh, you're stuck with me forever. Save Lucky Linda. you. Here come all the Linda lovers. Oh, Hannity, you oh, can trust do this. me. Just like people hate you, they hate me. There's just as many. Get in line. First of all, no, that's First not true. First of all. They're not like, they hate me more than you. Trust me. A anyway, little bit more, but time. not by much. All right. In the paper today, we expect four rate hikes, four this year. And guess what? If you're like the millions and millions and millions of people who have not taken advantage yet of the lowest interest rates historically low interest rates we've had well you need to talk to our friends at americanfinancing.net they will give you a free that's right free mortgage review and they'll give you every option available to you now you'll find out locking in a low rate long term you could save hundreds of dollars if not thousands of dollars a month and you can save Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. Say you have a 30 year fixed loan locked in at three point blah, blah, blah percent. Whatever. You'll work it out with them. Free mortgage review, no obligation whatsoever, no cost to you at all. 866 615 866 615 on the web. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, dot NMLSConsumerAccess.org.